Say hello to the bad guy. Tax season. We back with another episode with a guy that teaches a lot. A teacher, that's what I would call him more than anything. A lot of people might call him um um ex-gangbanger, gangbanger, whatever. But um I know T Rogers is a teacher. And um we got T Rogers here today. T Rogers, what's going on? Uh, when someone asks me what's going on, there's an automatic response. White supremacy in full effect, you still a slave and somebody's got to save your black ass. It comes from the, the, the basement. It comes from the seed of my existence. It is only a free man who asked, how's the dog? How's the investment? How's the family? How's the business? How's the vacation? You know, but it is a slave that has to ask, What's bracking? What's cracking? What's going down? What's going up? What's shaking? No. Those of us that are free, we know what's going on as opposed to those who has to ask. Mm. T. Rogers is back. <laughs> Let's go. T. Rogers, man, you was born in Chicago. Absolutely. Um, Specifically the 47th Street area, correct? Damn, you done your homework. Or did somebody well, write that know. on the wall? Well, you know, I always was sharp. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know what? Speaking of that, being sharp, people are, are afraid of a man who acts, acts wisely. And if one, you know your name, you know your label, you know your title. But if one answers to the bad boy, I think that was what you called yourself. The bad guy. The bad guy. Where does that come from? Um, that comes from the label that um that people gave me from just speaking my mind and just saying things that other people might have been thinking but they wouldn't. So it would ruffle feathers. So people was always calling me, "Oh, he's bad. He's the bad guy." You know what I mean? Just because of my words. So I just ran with it. You should run from it <laughs> because people can call you anything that they want to call you. It is up to you to answer to what you want to be called. I submit humbly to you, and I asked you, what would you like me to call you? No, that's a question. Tax. <laughs> now, tax has many meanings, and, and my perception of that are all positive, as opposed to carrying around a burden, a label, a, a, label, a title of the bad guy. There's something wrong with that. And, and, and me as an elder, me as a village leader, me as a mentor to you, I beg you to Harlem shake that shit off your shoulders. You are not a bad guy. Mm -hmm. Your words offend, your words encourage and inspire those of us that have strong minds. Your words offend and strike fear in the minds of people that are weak. So those that have labeled you a bad guy, what the hell does that say about them? That they're weak. Oh, and that's definitely something that I understand, T. You understand? Like, I, I definitely understand that. But what I also understand is I keep preaching the same lesson. You got to feed them the medicine through the candy. So when I come to them with a certain image in order to speak to people as from where we from, you can't always go to them on an intellectual level. So I got to feed them some ignorance first before I give them the, the intellect. Well, I'm having this mental and spiritual battle 
about what was presented at the BET Awards, uh, i.e. Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams, yeah. What Jesse shared with that target population in front of the camera and behind the camera at the BET Awards are the same word, ah, the same ideology, philosophy. It is the same frustration. It is the same message, only with certain painted, plastered, sugar-coated, well-tied terminology. The man was a teacher. And, and I won't get into his background, but it was the same thing. And as you just said, it was accepted with an ounce of sugar. Shit is still shit. Mm-hmm. But those that can't and will not accept where they come from accepted what he said because I'll be nice. He's biracial. Mm-hmm. So that was accepted in that particular target population. However, where you and I come from, it fell on deaf ears. So I'm, I'm saying, in essence, the end game is that America has a double standard about what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Ah, stone. Here we go. If I explain, I'm, I'm going to paint this picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, boys and girls, all ages, but not all ages, uh, legal age, legal age. Uh, they've got a certain language, a certain dress. They got their, their own music. Uh, uh, there's a lot of sex, a lot of drugs. Uh, there may be even, oh, there is violence. There is violence. Uh, they've got their own dance. I mean, they, they are totally locked into to this particular thing. Um, um, and they show their dedication by pledging uh, who and what they are. Uh, th- there is an, an acceptance, a court, a courting, uh, a, 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 a sort of interest-free to belong into this particular uh, group. What did I just explain to you? Oh, one, one last hint. There is some branding. What, what did I just explain to you? You just explained, basically, that... Um regardless of because of Jesse Williams being biracial, the message was received slightly more because of him being biracial. But that Jesse Williams message was a motherfucking message, boy. <laughs> what what it, I'm, it I'm lost. The, I'm sorry. The hell out of what, me. What it, I didn't watch the awards. I probably was the only oh, that, guy. That's, that's TK if y'all don't know. Y'all that. know that's, TK. That's he done TK. popped up a couple yeah. times out yeah. here. Who let him in here? Best pre rolls in the world. So what happened? Because, you know, I'm, I don't watch TV. I didn't see it on well, Jesse before, Williams before, gave a speech, wait, wait, wait. I know it's your show, if I may. If I may. Permission to speak. What I described, TK, you, you're in the room. What, what did I just des- describe to tax? What was it that I just described? Um, and you were saying the fraternity, the different, the, um, the people, because I, I, was, I was on my, my thing. Um, you were describing uh, people getting together, uh, low frequency. Um, to me, it sounded like it could have been any kind of organization that we're dealing with right now, whether it's a gang, a fraternity, a corporation, anything like that. Mm-hmm. My God, you, you you got it, and and you did it prolifically. You said any type of organization, and, and the hint 
The hint was the branding. She wears bangers will tattoo themselves, but fraternities, fraternities, sororities will will brand themselves. That is an acceptable gang in America. Mm-hmm. It is a controllable gang in, in America. And mm-hmm. those that can't be controlled are deemed to be outlaws, are deemed to be savages, are deemed to be animals. But these are our sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a damn if you're black, white, Jew, Gentile, or Mexican. They will still brand you and kill you. Mm. Oh, America. (laughs) America. Oh, America. I I just want to acknowledge, uh, I I got Kenny B. out of St. Louis up in here, too. Uh, Kenny B. is is, um, the historian. And um, just wanted to say thank you, sir, and I appreciate you being here. Um, and I want to say Kenny thank B. you to Taxstone for allowing us uh, to come in and and um, just you know spend some time with him and get basically caught up. The last time I seen Taxstone was f- when he was fourteen, and um, damn, I'm, I'm going to say this thirty two or something now, right? Uh, <laughs> About to be. The Jungle Cree said the strong must feed on any prey at hand. I was branded a beast and I sat at the feast before I was a man. Tax was 14 and was literally on a security team in New York when I was invited there by the brothers in the streets. Had nothing to do with city officials, government money, or anything like that. We did this. We brought brought who we wanted to bring out there. We put this together. And, And when I say we... It has no approval by any establishment or anything like that. When we as a tribe, as a village from across this nation come together, there is nothing that we can't do when we put our minds to it. Now, if you want to multiply that by 10, if you want to multiply that by 100, if you want to multiply that by 1,000, you put an amazing accommodation together with a pure practitioner, and the world doesn't have a problem that those two cannot solve. This man was 14 years old and had the responsibility of literally guarding my life at 14. And that was... What, 14 years ago or, or Damn, even more? Yeah, about 16 maybe now. Okay, 16. Now, let me bring you up to date. We have a generation of children that it seems that nobody can communicate with and they definitely cannot control. I am speaking of the babies of the 80s, the crack babies. So now they're in their 20s and they're starting to make decisions for the world right now. They're starting to, my said, they're starting to make decisions for the world. And everybody is running. Nobody wants to do, to mm. know what to do. My, my, my question is, how can you be afraid of your own children? And then Bill, mm. Wilders, Bill Withers said, Grandma's hands clapped in church on Sunday morning. Grandma's hands. Oh, my God. She said, Bobby, don't you run so fast. Bobby, you might fall on a piece of glass and cut you there on your ass. That was grandma's hands. Where are our grandmothers now? But more importantly, Tax, where are the grandfathers? 
because it takes a man to stoop low enough to grab a boy by his hand and drag his ass kicking and screaming into manhood. Did I say anything Mm -hmm. about the rites of passage? Well, of course I did. We have gotten away from tradition. We don't know when we are men. We don't know when we are women. For I, I think, and I may be wrong, but a woman that comes of age, and even before she comes of age, maybe when she becomes of puberty, she thinks that her rites of passage is stripping, dipping, tripping, turning tricks. Nah, because it'd be about the men. It'd be about, no, it's not about the money. Because money is only a piece of paper. Real money is in precious stones and diamonds. I'm sorry y'all didn't ask for that. <laughs> but within that rites of passage, a, 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 a male, not a boy, because he is 18, 21, 25, 35, 40, thinks because America says that he is grown, that he is a man. He can knock you out with a right or a left or impregnate every female on the block, still does not make him a man. So he lays down, but he will not stand up with any of the women that he impregnated. His fourth, now we, we've got children without fathers and guidance. So now it emerges throughout the test of time, our OGs, our double OGs, our triple OGs. Well, there is a difference between an old person and an elder. An old person is just somebody that's in the damn way. Oh, man, wasn't I just saying that outside? <laughs> I said, see, I can respect T. Rogers as an OG because he taught us. A lot of the older dudes are just older. They never taught us anything. They just old heads. heads. You just an old head. You not a you not an OG. We can't respect you as that because you never taught us. They don't, and some of them only taught us negative shit. So when you become a grown man and you think about the people that was in your life that told you things and instilled certain things in you, you appreciate some and then you hate the others. And that's around the age that you start to appreciate your mother also because you remember the things your mother told you that you would never listen to. So you start appreciating everybody that ever told you something positive or told you to, to go in the right direction you got a list of those and that's why i know certain people and i always hold them to a certain stature you know what i mean of respect because it's like yo these people taught me and they tried to teach me when no one else was you know what i mean what you say is that's why our generation your generation labeled people like uh t rogers say that again say that again because they're not gonna hear you on the mic i want to know do you feel that's why you give people like T. Rogers the triple OG brand. Yeah, definitely. He's you know, he's not he only because he don't understand that and he he really don't like the triple OG. But <laughs> I'm 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 trying to give him an example of how we feel mm-hmm. at, to him to to relate because I am one of them kids too. You know what I'm saying from a from the different area of that, and that's how I, I don't call him triple OG, but that's how I feel. Because it wasn't nobody teaching us. Wasn't nobody teaching us, and man. And it was very few. And that's why I say he is only in a category by himself because he's still relevant. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody else out here doing it to the capacity. Nah, he so. just, he kept it tall. You know, yeah. he kept it tall. So a lot of dudes was real only until they was 28 
or until they was 30 or until they was 35 and then they did some bullshit that fucked up their whole realness. So for him to be at the age that he is and still have the respect, it's like a lifetime achievement award. Right. So that's right, what right, gives right, him right. The, the triple OG. Like, you know what I mean? Well, let me let me say this too. Cause I, I, I that's, that's TK and that was Kenny that spoke before him. That's TK right there. I differ mm-hmm. a little bit from, from what y'all are saying just for the simple fact that I feel like I'm between generations, between y'all, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm I'm actually out here with a lot of kids that could be my kids, right? So, to me, when you when you put OG, when you put G, when you put gangster, whatever it is, right? You dehumanize yourself. I, I'm just on some real shit. No, so when I say that, if you have a kid, right, or you have your seed, and you say to your seed in LA right now, it's people who grandmamas was bloods and crips. Depending on how old you are, people have baby babies at fifteen. So if you're forty five years old, your grandbaby fifteen years old. Right. Mm. You feel me? So if you're in New York, your grandma ain't no blood and no crib. I know facts. You feel me? So when you say you dehumanizing your grandmama, you dehumanizing your granddaddy. I, I don't know if I told tax, but one of the things that I do now because I look at rap people funny, and I was telling him I had some. Busting some other people was doing something Sunday. So if you got gray hair in your beard and you trying to be relevant to niggas who wake up in the morning in their mama house and they fucking girls on couches and you supposed to be owning houses and property, that you got to really think about that. And I feel like, to me, we have to respect. You said you used the Bill Withers song. Just elder. It's cool. It's an elder. Like, you got to come up. So to me, you, you you solidified in the work you put in. If you 50 years old on the block, something is wrong. Right. If you 45 years old, you didn't make it. Yeah. You understand? That's real talk. So we and and I say this from having my feet in the mud in New York, from having my foot in, feet in the the um the hood in L.A. If you over 35 years old and you on the block, you fucked up. You Indeed fucked up. So you not you not the man. Now, I ain't say if you got work. Or you, your presence is there. If you physically with a bunch of 15-year-old kids every day and they, they come home from school and they skipping school and they smoking a blunt with you. These is the dudes that started my quest on not fucking with gangbanging and not fucking with the whole label as a whole because I had to realize, just like I said, it's dudes that I remember like T. Rogers who really gave us wisdom and then it's dudes I remember who was on the bench with us and we just young so we just happy to be outside late and shit and <laughs> young this, nigga shit. Yeah, young nigga shit. This motherfucker is old. We don't see him doing nothing so we think that's what you're supposed to do. We think you're supposed to be on the bench and get drunk all day. We not knowing that you really supposed to be getting your life together. Like so much things we, we, we had, I had to work on in my late 20s because I didn't do it when I was supposed to when I was 17, 18 years old because I was hanging with old dickheads. You know what I mean? You called a man a dickhead. For, wait, wait, wait. First, you called a man a nigga. Oh. Then you turned back around and called him a dickhead. Yeah, he was something Tax. like that, Tax. But permission to speak. Go ahead, man. If I may, the term OG, the, the, the seed of it is original gangster goes back, I think, to maybe the 70s. However, when it is addressed to me, I would, would, I would be honored if they would keep it in this perspective. It is original griot, 
A griot is an African term that means healer, teacher, it, it's doctor, it, 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 it is all those things. It, it is a speaker of wisdom. Um, and, and that's what the OG term means to me. And if I make it to triple OG, then that means I'm still on my quest. I'm still on the path. I'm still on my journey. Mm -hmm. I haven't completed the mission, but one has to change or either understand the word of OG or the term of OG. It is griot. Now, if I transcend it and I take it into my pave, my pride, my hubris, my arrogance, my vanity, my ego, it means gumption. And that gumption is an old term that just means I have the balls and the tenacity, the wherewithal, the intestinal fortitude to do things that nobody else will do. And it is the right thing. It is not the cookie cutter, follow the sheep thing. It is me saying, wait a minute, hold up. Christopher Columbus ain't discovered no damn America. <laughs> the fuck? Mm -hmm. And if you want to put me out of school, which they did, then I'll accept that. I, I won't even get into certain religions because I don't want to start a fight. But there, there are certain religions that I just say, well, okay. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to. I want to say. Go it. ahead. It's freedom uh -huh. on tax season. Yeah, it's freedom of speech. Just watch what you say because they'll put your ass in jail. Mm -hmm. This is America. Indeed. Now, with, with, with that being said, I said something. Y'all better pick that up. Freedom of speech. Just watch what you say. You'll get blacklisted. You, you, you'll get no fly zone. Uh, mm, I'll stop. You know, I have a, a Saturday class. Look, I changed that subject. Real yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a no. Saturday. I have a Saturday class. Uh, it's called Self Survival Education for Life and Family. Uh, it runs two hours. There's a one hour introduction class, and then there is a hour class that we um, we get into things. Uh, Kenny's been in it, and and TK's been in it, and maybe I should let them do a little testimony. Uh, but we talk about the things that they never taught you in school. And I don't care what school, college, university, Sunday school, I don't care what school. Because we deal with anger management. We, we, we deal with crisis management. We, we, we deal just with relationships. We, we deal with understanding yourself and self-knowledge. We, we deal with, with what is called soft skills and, and life skills classes. This is what we do. Whatever you are, by enrolling and attending this class only makes you a better person. That's not to say that if your ass is a criminal, it makes you a better criminal. What it does is it instills morals, values, ethics, principles. Mm -hmm. it, it makes you adhere to and stand up and keep your word. That, that's what this class does. And it's not only for guys, it's, it's for mm -hmm. women too. This is, this is the place where we get into the fundamentals of the rites of passage. What do you What do you do to class? Uh, it's online. That's the beauty mm -hmm. of it. That is the beauty. So of anybody it. could attend. You can write on your phone. You, you can even probably do it on your little Dick and Tracy Rich watch that <laughs> <Kitty> yeah. has. <laughs> the new Apple watches, right? Yeah. Um, what What's the site? Uh, the, the actual site where you can enroll in the class is www.trogersinc.com. That's T R O D. G E R S I N C dot com. And I'll repeat it again later. 
Uh, that site will give you some information about some of the things that I'm doing, but it's where the PayPal button is where you can actually $21 for four weeks of us listening to you. It's not so much as an instruction of us telling you what to do, but as mm-hmm. a group as a whole, we get to the it. We just go around and around and around and around until we get to the it of whatever the subject matter is, and that's the beauty of the particular class. Mm. T. Rogers. Let's get in the, who was T. Rogers at 15 years old? At 15? Well, uh, I spell my name differently there. Uh, the transition, uh, um, when, when I was even younger than 15, uh, I was called T-Bird or Thunderbird. Um, and there's a whole story behind that. And the progression, it, 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 they dropped the bird off. A very, very, very old and dear friends will call me Bird because they know the T-Bird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, uh, for some reason, it got two letters. It got T-E-E. Uh, on my mission, on my journey, I found out that the T itself means to begin to piss off, to make angry. And I was wondering why I would always... Piss somebody off and make them angry, like you, like you, Tag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same mind, same soul, same energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I was given just the T. Period. And the T. Period is uh, absolute and perfect. My last name is Rogers. It's an English surname. Yes, I am a slave. I am a descendant from slaves. My great grandmother was a Dahomey queen. I come from royalty. I am proud of my birth and well aware of my worth. So, and my journey and, and going through all the things that I, I never, never, never changed my name. I never changed my name. Rogers is an English slave surname. It means famous warrior. When you put my name together, it is T. Rogers, which means absolute and perfect famous warrior. I was born to do nothing but fight. Uh, I, I'm at a, a point in my life now where I will not beat you up physically, but I will beat your brains up and I will hopefully show you how to be still so that your soul can heal you. This is the path that I'm on now, but please don't get that mistaken because I will still knock you out with a right or a left, a spinning heel, a front snap kick, or a shooto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tax. I don't know where the hell that came from. See, Rogers will still <laughs> kick your ass. That's what he was saying. In, I, in layman <laughs> I needed that one. <sighs> oh man! So, um, what, what 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 exact age did you get involved with the Black Pea Stones? Twelve years old. Twelve. I'm no. As a matter of fact, it was nine. I have an older brother. Uh, we were playing in the in the backyard of Shakespeare Elementary School on the south side of Chicago. Uh, and it was adjacent to our building. Our, our building didn't really have a backyard, but it was fenced in. It was fenced off from the public playground of Shakespeare Elementary School. And when we could go outside, that was a blessing. And then if we could go into outdoor social center back then into the playground, my God, that, that was heaven. And, uh, of course, Blackstone was in our neighborhood, and uh, my older brother was introduced uh, and as a younger brother, I wanted to do what my old, my oldest brother did. And, um, 
it sort of followed suit. The the the, the brief story behind that, mm-hmm. uh, we were, I was a Cub Scout, he was a Boy Scout. Back then, there was a campaign that said, "Don't join their gang, join our gang," which was the Cub Scouts, Boy yeah. Scouts. Well, that's cool. They had their uniforms and shit. I, I shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with that. Uh, and we had meetings at a Catholic church down the street and um, come to find out that the scoutmaster was a pedophile. Oh, shit. That's what I said. In <laughs> church. Oh, shit. Uh, Kenny, you have your, your hand raised. You're recognized. I have a familiar story the same way. Same mm-hmm. damn scoutmaster. That motherfucker didn't went all around oh, the country. The same scoutmaster? Pro- they probably oh, oh, oh. is. <laughs> See, same scoutmaster. Mm-hmm. I was in the club scouting. I'm trying to touch on me. Hold up, man. Holy shit. Man, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Give me a little joint. We're going to rub my shit. Hold up, bro. I'm going to say it like that now. <laughs> and, yeah, go ahead. Kenny's in St. Louis. I'm in Chicago. So it, it may be the same uh, white band that went around molest- trying to molest little boys. He came to Chicago and found out that, you know, the beast of these don't play that shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when we found out that my brother and I found out that this boy uh, was a yeah, we decided to join their gang. And, and and in joining their gang, we've got more love, admiration. We got more teachings. We got more life knowledge. We got life experience. There were older brothers there that embraced us, as, as mm-hmm. you talked about tax. And this is the foundation of me obtaining wisdom and then sharing it and, and sharing it. Uh, and and th- that's the foundation of which I was brought up on uh, going all the way back to not my roots, but to the seed and the essence of what I was about back then. Um, and if you listen to this and replay it, it all ties in. It all comes together. Uh, and, and that was my, um, my introduction um, to being who and what I am now. And then it just transcended from Chicago to out west, which is a whole nother story. Mm. And what what happened when, like, the Stones got to the West Coast? Uh, how about those Lakers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> it's not even about the Lakers no more. You know that, T. Well, look, I, I mean, <laughs> Michael Cooper, uh, Kobe was just coming into the league. And then I got I got this disinterested. I mean, but 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 tax uh, my 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 spiritual level, my cultural awakening will not allow me to watch men or males play with their fucking balls. I don't care what sport you're in. I don't want to see you playing with your balls or his balls or anybody else's balls on national TV, nor will I pay to come see you play with your balls. I'm not doing it. I'm not having it. Especially when a old wrinkled up white man, uh, white male says on media, I will give you $30 million in a contract. You will make me thirty billion. Oh, and by the way, don't bring none of your niggas to my game. As he spins and walks away, he looks over his shoulders and says directly into 
his eyes. I am the owner. That statement in itself says that slavery is alive and well, not only in Roman Greek times, but right here in America, right here only in America. And I got locks and I ain't got strange haircuts and none of that other shit. For him to say that I will give, I will give, I will give you a $30 million contract. You will make me $30 billion. Don't bring your niggas to my game. And I am the owner. Damn. I will not go to my grave as a slave. Will not do it. See, because they did that, and it still works. When, when, when Rome, uh, in tax season, tax season, <laughs> in Rome, when, when shit was going to the left, they, they would have the games uh, where, where the, the well-trained soldiers would put uh, against the, the slaves and the peasants, and they would slaughter them in the arena. Okay? Same damn thing, only you don't get as much blood in certain sports. Mm-hmm. Same premise, same premise. Now I'll, I'll take you just a tad bit deeper. Then I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone. Name me a sport, any sport. Hockey. Hockey. We did you know that we invented hockey? No. That it was the Norwegian black. It was the slaves that went to Nova Scotia that escaped slavery that came up into Alaska that invented fucking hockey. Yeah, I didn't know that one. That definitely was a new one for me. <laughs> I always thought that was a white sport. <laughs> As I said, things that are never discussed in traditional class. This is what we talk about in the self class. Survival education for life and family. Quick, name me another sport. Anybody, anybody. Uh, basketball. Basketball. It is an orange round ball that is held in your hands that is slammed into a rim. Did anybody say rim job? Did anybody say that it has to go through the net, metaphorically speaking, up the birth canal? Okay, I'll do one more for you. Give me another one. <laughs> Football. 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 Goal. I love that dude, whoever he is. I don't even, I mean, that's Mexican football. Football is a brown, is it uh, um, rectangle? Nah, not rectangle. What the hell is that shape? It's oblong. It's a round oblong ball that is placed between a, a man's legs that is held by two hands that is shoved into another man's hand that has to be, has to go past the goal line Preferably, preferably kicked between two upright posts. So metaphorically speaking, that is something that is going in between two white legs. (laughs) Baseball. Baseball. (laughs) Baseball. It is a long brown stick that it, that hits a small white ball out of the park that can be held, grabbed, and caught by a brown glove. It even gets deeper than that because there is a dugout. Oh, you want to talk about pool. <laughs> <laughs> pool is a sport that is played on a table that has six pockets. The last ball that goes into the pool table is the black ball. 
And if you knock that black ball, if you knock the white ball in before you knock the black ball in, you what? Game Damn. over. <laughs> now you're going to have me in conspiracy mode all day thinking about shit. Tennis. Oh, you want to play tennis? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Let's go with the um. Oh, now you want to talk about the Lakers? Yo, T. Let's go with the um. Let's go with the um. You was in colors. Mm-hmm. That's like a a monumental movie, you know, especially from Los Angeles perspective of the culture. Mm-hmm. How was that? How did you get into that movie, actually? Call it a very, a very interesting question. Uh, I captured that from Jim Brown. Funny you should say that. Very interesting. Uh, Colors was the groundbreaker to everything that came after Colors. It was the groundbreaker because it used real gang members, real, real bangers mm-hmm. off the streets. No training, no nothing. Uh, my hat's off to Dennis Harper amazing amazing unbelievable actor when i was on 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 set with um sean penn and robert duvall sean penn made the hairs on my neck stand up just his presence that he commanded as an actor not as anything else just as an actor an actor um was unbelievable so i i give him credit on that uh and it was beautifully portrayed the, the younger guy and the older guy, the seasoned vet, and that it showed in the movie. The way that I got into that is that I went to LACC, my alma mater, uh, and I'm, I'm still registered there uh, as an actor, uh, a wonderful, amazing uh, theater uh, class course that they have. If you mm-hmm. are an actor and you want to learn the fundamentals, the, the, the teachers there are unbelievable, and they come from the industry. Uh, so that's just a, a, my strong, strong suggestion for those who want to get into acting. So you did a class before Colors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, because I, I, thought, I thought it was just like they just snatched y'all like literally up from the corner, like, come on, get in the movie. <laughs> bro, I, I am a card-carrying member of SAG. Mm. I am an actor. I have also produced. I didn't write anything, but I've been on both sides of the camera. Uh, right quick, um, a lot of the guys that were in there, uh, and it was it was good because sometimes you couldn't really tell who was a real gang member and who was an actor, uh, and, and I like that particular part. Um, I, my hat's off to Billy Demota, uh, who casted for Colors and, and gave me a chance. Billy gave me a, a my first shot at um, it was called Taking Care of Business with Matthew Broderick. That was my first film, and when I got that, Colors came up, and of course um, I was cast for that. And Billy Demoto believed in me, and he's a very very good friend, and I I still talk to him now, and and those are some of the people that help you on your way up. And that's where uh, colors and everything else came into. And from that, I've... Uh, and that was the first movie you was in? <clears throat> second. Second movie. Mm. First movie was Taking Care of Business with Matthew Broderick. Yeah. And, and uh, from that, uh, basically uh, became a niche, and I've made a pretty good living uh, sharing that gang experience to those who really want to understand the other side 
and why bangers do what they do. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the um, what was the age and transition when you realized that that gang banging was destroying the neighborhood? It's sort of a tricky question for me to ask. I have always been what I am. Mm-hmm. Um, people are afraid of a man who acts wisely. They are afraid of a man who can think. I was 12 years old, and I had uh, young adults looking for me. And as I went down that journey, it just went up and up and up and up until, you know, FBI, CIA. You know, I, I didn't say that text. I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are, are afraid of a man who acts wisely. The, the, for me to be on point, ask me the question one more time. Um, at what point did you realize that gangbanging was destroying the neighborhood? Or- Where I come from, it was never considered a gang. We were an organization. We were an organized nation. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fear came in at. There were rules and regulations. We, we had a religion. Um, <clears throat> there was a trinity with us. Um, there was all Islam. There was a more science temple of America. And, and then we were the protectors of the black stone. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, America was built on sex and violence. And if it doesn't get sex, it gets violent. And this is where that came in at. When one has the ability, the potential uh, to really change lives, they will cut it off at the head. Mm. They will cut it off at the head. And then I was perceived then as a threat, not so much because I was a vi- I was violent. No. That violence only came in when one attacked us and we fought like hell. The Nation of Islam has the same principle and ideology and philosophy. If you attack us, we have the right to defend ourselves. And there's a, a, there's a difference in being a fighter and, and defending yourself. Two, two different things all together. And that's what a lot of people didn't understand, and they don't understand it now. To basically answer your question, I want to get away from this particular subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, because you can buy the book, and number two, wait for the biopic that L.T. Hutton, Benny Boom, and Lucky Rogers are putting together on my life. Swish. <laughs> Was that a shameless plug? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting together. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. Shit, that's something to be proud about. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if I, if I deserve it, you know. There, there is a balance in the universe, and it demands payment, and I just hope that I am, I'm worthy of that. You know, if it comes to fruition, um, but that that whole here's my end game. It is so easy to belong to quote unquote a gang. Uh, there is some structure, but it's it's basically it's that 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 gang banging lifestyle is on favoritism, as opposed to being on rules and regulations. Mm. You know. The organization that I was a part of at that particular time, I did not say gang. I did not say gang. It had rules and regulations and ideology an ideology and a philosophy, and that was the difference. There's only three things out of T. Rogers' mouth. There are only three things in a gang. 
cowards, kids, and homosexuals. 75% of all California prisons are SNY, special needs yards, which translates into PC, protective, protective custody that transfers into punk city. And those mm. homosexual gangs are more vicious than the traditional gangs. They have to be to keep the traditional gangs up off of them. It, it, it blew me away that short time that I spent incarcerated because the big homie would say, where you from? And you would tell him. He said, man, I got you, man. Hey, little homie, don't even worry about it. Come on in here, sail with me. I'm going to get him up out of here, man. Sail with me, bunk with me, and I got you. And he really meant that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the screams that I heard at night. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, a, a boy who thought he was a man would go into that thinking, well, he's scared as hell. They're scared when them gates, them the gates rack, and and you hear that steel against steel, and it closes behind you in the middle of the night. You cry like a bitch. You cry like a bitch. And a lot of times, your homies are not your homies because your real homies live at home. They are your sons and daughters, your mothers, your sisters, your aunts. Those are your real homies. The word homie comes out of the South out of the East, where in the Vietnam War, they said home slice. That is my home slice. It is a slice of home. When they traveled the world and they fought in the Vietnam War, that is my home slice that was shortened down into homie, that was shortened down uh, into homeboy. So understand the root of the word. So then it's been bastardized now to into homeboy. And it is your, I'm going to say this, it is your homeboy that will fuck your girl. Mm. she allowed it don't just blame the homie she allowed it but you were the one who made the conscious decision to do what you did to leave your girl to leave your baby to leave your family the balance in the universe demands payment so those that are close around you are plotting planning thinking wishing dreaming to be in your shoes he will fuck off your gun smoke up your dope spend your money and fuck the shit out your bitch. That's your terms. That, that is the terms that are used now. And will abuse your children. Tap your ride. I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> did I say that? Yeah, you said it. <laughs> but if I said it, it's possibly that it is true. Yeah. I, I've watched this deteriorate over the years. You know, there's no more honor among them. Uh, so be careful about who you call your homies. And there's this big thing about loyalty. How can one be loyal when they've never been loyal before? Mm. I mean, how can one call himself or herself a blood and then have children by sleeping with the enemy? Mm. So uh, uh, this is no disrespect to Grape Street, but if you're a crip in the blood and you have a baby, the color, I, I look, I'm a, <laughs> I mean, whose function do you go to? Yeah. And, and then the child has to make a decision all for self-gratification and, and only for one night. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what I want to, want to cut you off right now to but reiterate you it, but go ahead. the culture, like, right. you know, and 
for those of y'all that might not understand what he just was saying, like, you know, in L.A., it's separated by hoods. So, you know, if a uh, blood from over here had a kid with a grape street, it would be a dilemma for them to be going to family functions. You know what I mean? You got to go over here to this hood and you from this hood and like the hoods are separate out here. It's very different. And that's the difference like with New York, like the gangbangers out there, it's not their hood. It's just a group. You know what I mean? So that's why I had to clarify that. And I'm, I'm glad you did because I can't understand how one can hop, what is it, hop sets or switch sets. Yeah. You, you don't do that. Yeah, that's the thing in, in New York City because it's not from hoods. Like, you're not from that block. So it's like you could be like, oh, I ain't fucking with y'all no more. I'm going I'm going over here with them. That ain't like in L.A. You can't just be moving everywhere. Like, I'm going to move to Grape Street or I'm going to move here. Like, but, but remember what I said, three things in the game, color kids and homosexual. So you get mad and you say, I ain't fucking with you. Mm-hmm. And there, there was a movie called, what is it, Blood In, Blood Out? Yeah. Huh? But but then again, what wasn't that whole back we looked up to the East Coast because y'all was so cultural and spiritual. And then the sons and daughters of those who paved the way for the spirituality and culturality had switched over and become Crips and blip the fuck out Yeah, I told niggas, man, once I hit grown man status and really thought about it, I was like, yo, we was never supposed to be gangbanging on the East Coast, like, whatsoever. But you know, you, you know, it came from the oppression in prison. It came from the Latin kings being so deep and not even just the Latin kings. It was the Latin people, period. And there was so many of them that they was oppressing the blacks in jail that the blacks was looking for a way to band together. So, so I'm going to say God bodies was breaking up because they all was on crack. So once the drugs came into play, it broke up the nation. So, so and that's what. No, absolutely. So and you, and you laid something that has never been talked about, about God bodies. My, my question is why would you you say who did you say was oppressing people? The Latin Kings. Latin yeah, Kings. Yeah. But now, now, you ride the five. I'm tearing up the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you said? You claim the five and you have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The Latin Kings ride the five. Mm-hmm. The fathers love peace, truth, freedom, and justice up under the five. So there's something that is going on here to where the, the Latin kings would attack you and, and you riding the five. Uh, oh, now it's not like that. But you know what it was, too, just to speak on that, too, because that's my background. See, so tax, tax in his 30s. So what happened, at, you talking about 20 years ago. So what happened was. I ain't that old. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, when you talk about the guys and what happened, because. I, that's a lot of my people. What what happened was that at that time, a lot of movements had died out. So the the Spanish people, it was um, because the Latin Kings, I felt at that time, they, they were solidified. Kind of like out here, how the Mexicans got their demo. That Their demonstration was, and the reason why this happened really was over the jack, over the phone, over one thing, rec room, everything, everything, because they were together. Mm-hmm. So what would happen is if you, were, if you was a guy and you went in, the older guys are smoking crack and weak. Just like out here, if you go to jail and you're from a hood and you with a bunch of people that's 40 and 50 years old, then most of them are on drugs. They're not going to fight. They, not, they don't have the physical or the mental discipline to fight. 
So the guys that was with the so-called business, they all became blood in order to motivate move. So it's it's crazy because everything out here started on this side, free world. And everything on that side started in the jail. And whether you was at the Beacon, whether where you was at, Rikers Island, wherever you was at, the Spanish people with the numbers. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was a revenge pattern. for Because once again, out here, just for me coming to L.A. for so many years, victimization, people victimize other people. And then the victims do it themselves. Yeah. So after the sit and t from your era from the sixties and seventies, brothers becoming together as the population, the demographic. There was a time Bloods and Crips was giving it to somebody that's forty and under. They can't believe that Bloods and Crips was 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 stronger than Mexicans out here in the penal system. Mm. That's unbelievable. For so anybody that's been in the, in the penal system in California in the last twenty five years, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that. That error happened, and the same thing happened in New York, and it was just exactly. that the blood, the, the the guys was dying, the Muslims, was dying, everything was dying to stand up and fight for basic rights. We just talking about basic rights, the lowest level. Let me use the phone. Let me get, let me over here with my Mac, uh, with my Jack Mac. Whatever it is, basic things. We didn't have enough numbers of people to come together, and and that's something T you should speak on. You speak on too, because when you get to the ideology at the beginning of it, it it's confusion. Because it was told, uh, it came from out here under sanctions, which it didn't. It, it's not a high science to what you're trying to make. It's teaching. It's no science because if you do break the science down, everything is incorrect. If you break it from a science of life standpoint, mm-hmm. everything is incorrect. So it just go to basic human rights. As individuals, humans, we're going to get together. If we in here right now, somebody come through this door, we all fight. You know, we might hate each other. But we all fighting to stop what's coming in here against us. That's just your human instinct. And that primal instinct brought the bloods together out there. Because I was out here when it happened and was disappointed in people that I looked at at that time as far as knowledge and enlightenment. But when you're talking about none of that shit matters, just like out here, if it's 15 people hitting you, attacking you, and hitting you with a stump, hitting you with, 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 with knives and cutters, mm-hmm. you need to man up. And that's just what happened. The confusion happened when it got on the streets. Because it's very, I, I shout out to, it's, it's a, a lot of my, shout out to Pistol Pete. You know, people that that that, that ran their own demo. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Before they was, whatever they was, they ran their own demo. So in them coming into that demo, it was understood, we bringing our thing into it. Just like T, just like certain people, we bringing whatever we have into this. So our survival thing, you go, you go up to the BX. They survival thing is a little different. Shout out to my family in BK. They survival thing was a little different. But now it's, it's so much cut in that. Once the strength comes, once once you stop being oppressed, you start oppressing. Oppressing, victimizing. And, and that's, that's basically what happened. We band together because we needed to band together. We needed each other. And then we didn't need each other no more. So then it goes, then it turns into gangbanging where you on with each other. Because in New York, all the bloods do is fight each other. It's not no real blood and crip beef. Well, well I mean, with the with the Midwest and for us like St. Louis, when it came there, we already had our games. Like you said, we, everybody was pretty much, you know, with their own, but it was so divided. You know what I'm saying? And within the division... And what was going on at that time was the, the money being made. Uh, it was easier to just to get your source from a, one 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 side, mm-hmm. if I would say. You know what I'm saying? And that's how 
the Midwest became, and like I said, it was already games there. So anything that ran under the five or anything that ran under the six, that's who teamed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we can keep the money of how it goes. But uh, like I was talking to TK earlier, he was like, it's something called A balls. And, and so yeah, yeah. When I used to be in Atlanta and in the Midwest, they had this thing called the eight ball, which was the um the Crips and the um the GDs together. Right, right. Some shit they put together. And I was called the Deuces Running Wild. So, so at, at this point, if I may, gentlemen, please take it up, T. Please uh, take it up. We, we've identified several problems. Uh, I, I, as an empathetic, as a compassionate soul, not a human being. I'm nothing but a meat sack and a bag of bones. Let's only, at this point in this show, while we're all together, only, only identify solutions. Mm. Nothing else. Nothing else matters unless we can bring your listeners solutions. We're just vacillating and having a feel-good session. Right now, everything else on this show should be dedicated and committed to nothing but solutions on the problems that we've already identified. Mm, definitely but definitely a part of what we just was addressing is a part of the solution because when you when you identify where the problem starts from the problem started with motherfuckers um not needing each other anymore and when you feel like you don't need each other anymore you start to turn against each other and you start to separate and that's what happens if we were still banding together we could have been a strength like you know what i mean like a real organization instead of it turning loosely into a gang and people doing senseless violence and dumb shit for no reason you know what i mean cuz now it's like being a part of these organizations and crews are just party things like dudes just they just it's just a party. It's a fly thing. It's a trendy thing. They see the rapper do it. They just get down with it and they think it's okay. But meanwhile, the rapper might live in a fucking $4 million mansion and you in the street. So Stone, you know what hurts me is that I don't get to pick my mission. The mission picks me. I don't want to be, I don't want my tombstone to read, here lies T. Rogers, leader and founder of this and, and I'm only known for this gang banging, it's not that. Mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman said, I freed a thousand slaves and I could have freed a thousand more only if they knew that they were slaves. This, 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 this you got to give me a minute. Because right now, I hurt. Wisdom is nothing but healed pain. No, I am not saying that I'm guilty of this or guilty of that, my life would have been the same way. I would have did it, everything I did the same way because this is this is basically my mission. I would love to be doing movies. I would love to be doing something else. But it is here that the knowledge that I have, I, I want to share with the people so that they can not follow T. Rodgers but learn how to solve their own problems. And this is where I'm saying, the rest of this show should be only dedicated to the solutions of those particular problems. Now, one question, and then very briefly, why does one turn to gangs? No foundation, no structure. I feel, I feel most most people that turn towards gangs are, are looking are looking for somebody to be down with, looking for a friend looking for family, you know what I mean? They they lost. It's a lack of fathers out there, so a lot of us had to go find fatherhood. And and we found fatherhood in old men 
and 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 and, and meat sacks and bag of bones that we never asked them what the fuck is your self interest. So your self interest isn't the community. It isn't the hood. It isn't the set. It it it, it isn't that. Your self interest is your self gratification and 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 whatever it is. If it's dope, if it's young girls, if it's power, we never asked. We just blindly followed those because they thought, we thought that they had superior knowledge and could bring us into a certain thing. Then henceforth, that comes back to us. What is our self-interest by being part of this? Yes, we want to be loved. Yes, we want to be accepted. But at what cost? So the end game is that we'll put in work for the hood and then the hood, the, the a system will send us to jail for the rest of our life, and then the neighborhood forgives, forgets us. We'll come home after doing the bid, and, and the youngsters will say, who the fuck is that? I don't know who he is. He might be your G. He ain't my G. Mm-hmm. When was the last time anybody in this room or anybody listening has read or reread the Willie Lynch letter? I haven't read it in a long time, but I definitely read it. It is the foundation of freedom. You reverse, you reverse, you live in reverse of the Willie Lynch letter. You are three steps, five steps into your freedom. If you live it in reverse, if you read it, digest it, and then regurgitate it out, and you teach your sons and daughters, your family, and everything that comes behind you, everything around you, everything in front of you, what that Willie Lynch letter says and does to our psychic, I'm not even talking about TV. I'm not talking about the media. I'm not talking about gossip. I'm talking about the foundation of enslaving a people. Just start with the Willie Lynch letter. There's other things. But just start with the Willie Lynch letter. Because, uh, well, you and TK, y'all about the same ugly. Y'all, y'all <laughs> Y'all, y'all about the same black, and, and then, then then I'll look at Kenny and pass me that lemonade. I, I, I might. You didn't say lemonade, you, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> How about those Lakers? <laughs> so when 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 we, we look at the Willie Lynch letter, and we just look at the skin 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 pigmentation, the melanin in this room, we are not. About, TK and, 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 and Tax ain't supposed to like Kenny. Kenny ain't supposed to like me. Just by melanin. Mm. And, and, and then Kenny and Tax got short hair. Me, me and Kenny, we got dreads. You ain't supposed to like us because of that. Mm. The Willie Lynch letter is the foundation of freedom. Say, say it again. Say it one more month. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know how old I really am? I am old as my girlfriend. Come on, ask me. Come on, ask me. Ask me. I dare you. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do that because every woman in America would get mad at me if I said that. I don't have a girlfriend. Mm. Now he don't have a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Now we don't got a girl. I don't got no girl now, you know, man. I don't want no woman. It deters me from my mission. (laughs) I'm on a mission Right now, me don't have no girlfriend, me don't have no goat, mm-hmm. me don't have nothing, man. I just got my the love for my work. I am dedicated, man. I got 13 jobs. <laughs> Legend. 
13 jobs, T. Rogers. <laughs> Tax season, man. Happy to have you, TK. Yes, sir. Ke- what's your name again? Kenny B. Happy to have you out today, T. Rogers. Give us a closing out, man. Well, what, what I'd like to do, Tax, uh, and thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. What I'd like to do, because we didn't get into solutions, uh, please contact Tax with any questions that you would like, and I would love you to have me back so that I could answer those questions to give answers, solutions, and references to your to your uh, listening audience. Um, I, I, I mean, I feel that that is really my calling. I, I want to give solutions. And also, um, you can contact me um, via Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, T. Rogers, Ph.D. on Facebook, uh, Famous Warrior, I think it's Famous Warrior One on Instagram, uh, and it's T Rogers Inc. Twitter. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you, you can contact me, and I, I'd love for you to have me back so that we could get into nothing. I mean, just dedicate the whole show on nothing but solutions. That that's what I would like to do. Yeah, let's and do in, that. And in, in closing out, um, I want to say this. And I didn't say it during the show. Because you are 18, 21, 25, 40, it doesn't make you a man or a woman. You know, legally it does. But but more to morally, spiritually, and, and culturally, it doesn't. Um, it is only through life experience that you mature. One more time. It is only through life experience that you mature. And every parent out there, should look into the rites of passage and take your child through that rites of passage so that they know when they are men and women and and stop letting your enemy teach your children. Mm. Stop letting the enemy teach your children. There is medicine and food. So if we get away from Oxycontin, if we get away from the pharmaceuticals, because all you want to do is just feel good. It's instant gratification. I, I, I guess this is Dr. T. Rogers. I mean, exercise and, and, and diet. Uh, at some point, you have to be still. In my closing, you have to be still. And in being still, you have to listen to your soul. And listening to your soul, it knows how to heal you. It knows your plan. It knows what to do. But how many of us who think that we are superheroes, Know how to be still. Mm. Drop that jewel and don't pawn it. <laughs> T. Rogers, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank Still you striving to overcome negative energy. Y'all have a great week. Be safe, though. This episode of Tax Season was produced by Jonathan Menna and executive produced by Chris Morrow. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.